<laughs> it's weird um you know how things are these days with social distancing and stuff i had a <sighs> a zoom call with my doctor uh this morning and uh it, <laughs> it looks like i have ben die syndrome <laughs> it's motherfucker. It's just Justin. This is this is a myth. So there hasn't been a, a confirmed case of Bandy syndrome in in his lifetime. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it Are you myth. questioning me? Are you questioning me? <laughs> the walls are too bright. <laughs> I just don't know what to do anymore. It's <laughs> Bedlam. It's Bedlam, Frank. Bedlam. <laughs> Tom. Is it rational? Tom. Tom. I do love you. Oh, God. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix uh, Crazy Man uh, Acting yeah. Awards go to. <laughs> that goes to Justin Totora. <laughs> oh fuck! I was I was I actually did have a a Zoom call with my doctor, and it it's not looking good for me, fellas. But so we we watched Star Trek. <laughs> God damn it! Is it actually Bendai syndrome? I, I I believe so. I believe I believe so. Is that what is that what Joker has in in the Joker movie? Bandy yeah, syndrome. I think Bandai technically. Syndrome. Uh, because he because of society, society makes him that way. Because um, we live in a society. I want to point something out. Well, that uh, Frank while trying to do his Jean-Luc yeah. Picard, has actually been doing a pitch-perfect Sarek impression the entire time. <laughs> tell uh, tell me I'm not the only one who noticed this. Actually, gentlemen, I think I know where this impression comes from. You're doing it right now. Would you like to guess? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. Oh, God. You guys remember that? Yeah, remember we remember Bane? that. Yeah. We're people in the world, Frank. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's more Bane than Mark Leonard, though. <laughs> so, uh, the episode we're doing today is, yes. is uh, season three, episode 23, and this is in our continuing series on Jean Luc Picard. This is Sarek. Oh, okay. Eric, great episode. And Amazing. we found out some information uh, right before the record. It is the 30th anniversary of the airing of this episode. Which is bizarre. Yeah, it was just weird timing on our parts. It's it's weird timing, but it also um, is a puts the time uh, in your mind that like this show holds the fuck up. Has it it been- holds up like crazy. 
Has it been 30 years already? Man, I remember when this episode aired. Oh man, I was. No, you don't. I was crying like a baby. Let me tell you. We're <laughs> all. Uh, we're all in our thirties, so. <laughs> that was the yeah. joke, Frank. Uh, it's called a, humor. Uh, this episode, of course, uh, features Sarek, Spock's father, uh, mm-hmm. played by Mark Leonard, the same actor who played him in Star Trek: The Original Series. Uh, he was only in one TOS episode, but he was in a couple of the movies, uh, and they have now brought the character back for Star Trek Discovery, and he's played by some hunky English guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I have to say I I think this is probably probably the best um uh, original series uh, guest episode of on tng like even even way more so than the two-parter spock episode yeah um, the two-parter Sarek. spock one's pretty good justin i challenged that assumption a little bit uh that really corny scotty episode yes, i was gonna say the scotty episode is a delight is great and i i think we'll talk about it but i think we should do that so i think so too it's I, I think that episode's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what have you got? You've got this one. You've got Encounter at Farpoint where fucking Bones mm-hmm. is made up like an old catfish. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the two-part Spock episode. You've got the Scotty episode. There's not much more than that. How mad must McCoy be no. when uh, Scotty calls oh, him up? God. And he's he's only like 60 years old. <laughs> And he he looks and like he a, made him like a hundred. He looks like a dried out. Well, okay, so there's a, that there was a weird thing with this episode. So Sarek famously had a human wife named Amanda, who he uh, married, and then they gave birth to Spock. Such a human. And name. then when they wrote when they wrote this episode, they were like, "Oh yeah, that Amanda lady'd probably be dead by now." Uh, do you guys remember when you made Bones like a thousand years old? No, like, why couldn't you just have her be married to the same guy? Yeah. Why did she have to be dead? You know, Very there's strange. just Any there's no who. good roles for 140 year old women in Hollywood. I'm just going to say it. True. <laughs> uh, so the episode opens and it opens with one of my favorite things. Did you guys notice this? It's Picard and Riker. They're wearing the dress uniform. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like it's like their formal wear. Uh, now, now, are the dress uniforms all that special, or do they always wear them and just tuck them in? <laughs> no, I think they're. <laughs> I think they're legitimately special, or they could just be tucking them in. I like uh, them. I like how they're uh, the dress uniforms, man. I like how they're actually dresses. I think that's the idea that they're they're like actually dresses because in Star Trek future. Uh, you can either wear a jumpsuit or you can wear a highly revealing uh, <laughs> uh, skirt <laughs> or a nice uh, um, flattering uh, knee length <laughs> dress. There, um, there's a moment I want to uh, talk about in this opening scene. So um, they are in the transporter room to welcome um, Ambassador Sarek, 
who is going to be handling a um uh negotiation sentence for diplomatic mission yeah um and <laughs> Picard tells O'Brien like like beam him up and and there's a moment where <laughs> um nothing happens and Riker <laughs> kind of like looks at O'Brien like what the fuck bro just do it <laughs> yeah did anybody else notice I noticed yeah. there, there was some funkiness what, whatever <laughs> cut with, this out <laughs> there was some funkiness with uh, uh, Colin Meany moving his hand up and down the screen because I guess it was automated off screen somewhere the lights changing and uh, like his hand mm. didn't follow it too well and also there was a sweet little moment after like Sarah comes on and he's being all weird and cagey and they walk out of the room and then Picard looks to uh, uh, O'Brien off screen like <laughs> Get a load of this guy. Whoa, I wonder what's going to happen. I bet the soundtrack's playing that special chord when you know there's a complication. <laughs> and then it's commercial break. Uh, yeah, that is exactly what happened. Um, so the two people who come off the transporter are uh, this sort of sleazy looking guy and a Vulcan that looks exactly like Kumail Nanjani. Yeah. Everybody catch that? I, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Do you not know who Camille Nanjani is, Tom? I know who that is, but I don't think he looks very similar to this fella. He looks exactly like him. Justin, back me up on this. He looks a, a, a fair amount like him. Alright. Okay. Uh, and they're <laughs> like, look, Sarek is really old and he's advanced in years, so he's going to go straight to his room to prepare for this uh, diplomatic mission with the Ligarians, and Picard is like, well, we have this uh, recital prepared for him. We heard that he enjoys the music of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. So you're talking like like, Sarek right now, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Sarek then teleports in, and he's like, ah, yes, I would uh, enjoy uh, <laughs> this Mozart oh my God, you, you slimy! You, you're 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 doing Emperor Palpatine before he found his voice. <laughs> you're you're doing Palpatine in his uh, in his trailer outside the set, going in the mirror. Come on, come on, that's yes. not it. No, again, the, the, the unlimited Jedi power, dark magic. The Jedi know nothing of love. <laughs> what is that? It's turning back into your Wallace Shawn. I think that's the line. And Picard is like, "Oh yes, okay. We'll uh, we'll we'll get you situated then, man." Uh, and they take him to the because he. <laughs> they take him to the room where they're going to use as a uh, uh, negotiating place for the Lagarans. And so the Lagarans are what, like goo people? Yeah, we get we get a we get an odd uh scene which which uh sets up another scene later on of um uh Jordy and um uh Will Wheaton. And they're like making up a like a goo soup uh pod for the aliens and it's just kind of a really racist scene. <laughs> they're they're being racist to the monster aliens. Yeah, they're like goo people. Uh, and then Sarek 
comes into the room and he kind of he shows a little bit more emotion than you expect. He gets like a little ornery. Um, he says, you know, everything must be perfect. You know, the Lagarans require like a really precise decor to a place or else they won't be able to negotiate. And he says, I've been working on this for a hundred years or whatever it is, like half my life because he's 202. Um, and I won't, you know, uh, let a lack of decor, uh, foil this, uh, diplomatic effort. Uh, and they're like, yeah, okay. And then as he leaves the room, he says, what, Justin? <laughs> These lo- walls are too bright. It's a pretty good That's line. That's my impression of him. <laughs> it's a pretty good line read. Um, and in his defense, those walls were pretty damn bright. Pretty damn bright. Uh, and then uh, we get a little bit of foreshadowing back on the bridge when Picard says, uh, oh, you know, I would love to be able to communicate with the man, understand his thoughts, his feelings, uh, understand <laughs> what goes into being such a great leader at his age. Uh, and then he like looks directly into the camera and there's like a slow pull in. Um, Picard, we, we don't, we rarely get it on the show, but um patrick stewart is doing some great acting um and it's it's awesome to see jean-luc picard starstruck right you know what i mean yes because in their opening conversation when they're going to meet sarah they're like fanboying over him they're like he's the man who built the federation basically he um you know he he has done so much for diplomacy in the federation over his long lifetime uh he's created so many ties that we value and uh uh, we get a little hint where uh, uh, Picard says, you know, I only saw him once at his son's wedding. Wink, wink, elbow Ooh. nudge. His son is Spock, ladies and gentlemen. Will Leonard Nimoy appear <laughs> in this show? Who knows? No, that was his other son, Kevin. Is it just me? <laughs> he does have another son named, uh, crap, what was it? It was Kevin. No. It's jo- it's Spock and Jock. It's, it's not that. It's I am stupider. Spock and I am Jock, and we are going to to meld you up. Yes. <laughs> um, I want to know the age difference between uh, Leonard Nimoy and the Sarek actor because Sarek it's five years looks so much. So- oh yeah yeah yeah. They're he looks so years. much better than than Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> oh, so Spock's uh, brother is named Cybok. Cybok. Played by Lawrence Luckinbill in Star Trek V. So then later we come back after the scene on the bridge and Jordy and Wesley are going at it a little bit. This is an amazing scene. Yes, and this is why this is points in favor of Wesley Crusher. He's the only character besides the um the doctor lady who uh created the Enterprise. He's the only character who calls Jordy out on being a fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and he says, and so they start like sniping at each other. And Wesley says, yeah, well, at least I'm not crawling up with a good book. And Jordy goes off. And he says, yeah. Uh, yeah, that good book is going to get me more action than you're ever going to get in your life. Yeah. He's, he just starts going like, you stupid little virgin. <laughs> To which Wesley uh, rightly responds, yeah, well, at least I, uh, like, talk to real women and not go into the, the holodeck. holodeck. <laughs> Jesus. Which, which is extra cutting 
because in a is it an earlier episode or a later episode? That's exactly what Jordy does. That's a, it's a l- earlier episode. Oh, so so then he's directly referencing that real fucking creepy thing. It might be a later episode, but you're right. He does exactly that. And it's it's there are a few uh, like brutal uh, scenes in this episode. This one's like emotionally brutal. Yes. They're like coming at each other later yeah, he, on. Oh, there. Oh, we'll get to it. I don't want to spoil it. We'll get to it. Uh, but yes, he's basically uh, uh, Jordy starts going, you, you stupid little weenie virgin boy, you fucking nerd. You would never <laughs> get laid in your life. He, he does what that one uh, character on Peep Show says to Mark. And he's like, even if you had the your cock in her, you wouldn't have the confidence to fuck. <laughs> he pulls that. And uh, Riker comes in and is like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, and they're like, yeah, nothing, nothing, Riker. And he's and Riker pulls the I asked you a question, <laughs> which would terrify me. Oh, yeah. And um, turn me on a little bit. Kind of. And then, a little bit. He gives his little cockeyed cockeye. <laughs> yeah. And they uh, both storm out of the room like nothing. And then we get word that uh, Worf had to discipline one of the most disciplined officers on the ship. This person we never see, but apparently they're a great officer. But Worf had to Mm -hmm. reprimand them for insubordination. And so we cut to the concert, the scene that makes Justin cry. Yes. So the concert is beginning. Data is lead violin. Um, Yes, because of course he is, because he's a robot, so he's good at everything. Mm-hmm. Earlier on, Picard uh, goes to um, Sarek's wife and says, "Hey, I know Sarek's like uh, a sleepy baby, but you should come along. It'll be fun. You know, we'll see yeah. how it goes. You know, you yeah. Know, he's we'll like a, a, he's a like good... an old mush for brains. He's basically not a person. So why don't you come yeah, with yeah. me? Why don't you come with me, lady? You drop the zero and get with the hero. <laughs> <laughs> but surprise to everyone, the whole uh, Sarek crew shows up." Including Kumail Nanjiani. Um, yeah. Um, and and they perform. Uh, Tom, are you there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. They play, <laughs> and uh, it starts out just you know classic or whatever, and then uh, they get to a sad part, and then Data starts laying on those high pitched strings, and a, uh, a, a a solitary tear. By the way, uh, back when this was broadcast on, uh, you know, standard definition CRT televisions, I bet that tear looked real good, but watching it... Uh, I bet it did, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't it, look good. It is a it clearly was, CGI yeah, Correct tier. me if I'm wrong, but... Well, well, correct me if I'm wrong. It looked like it was a still frame of Sarek's face with it a tear. It was, it was not yeah. a close-up. It was an anime... It was like a tear animated onto a frame. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So some things are definitely just not meant to be shown in HD. <laughs> this is where I I want to get into, if I may. I, this episode is is great. It's it's all about uh, uh, multiple things. It's all about aging. Um, uh, it's all about men showing emotion. Um, I it's it just. It, a little bit hits um, the modern, my modern sensibilities 
that this is an episode that's kind of tackling toxic masculinity um and actually a, a really wonderful way but and i'm not this is no blame on the episode or the show but it does it so well throughout the episode that to my modern eyes i i kind of want it to end with Sarek himself understanding that no it's okay to show emotions but it doesn't do that because it's sci-fi stuff and you do get that at the end but anyway i think this is a beautiful scene because Sarek is shouldn't be showing emotion he is a um spock man um, a Vulcan, a Spock man, a Vulcan. aka a Vulcan. <laughs> Jesus Christ, a but, Spock man. But 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 he's moved to tears. Um, uh, moved to tear. I cried only one. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, moved yeah. to tears by this by this uh this music. Um, and everybody everybody freaks out. They. They hightail it out like, of there. A Vulcan showing emotion? Because for those of you who don't know, Vulcans can feel emotions, but they are trained to suppress them in favor of logic. Like Zach Braff at the beginning of Garden State, they have strong emotions, which they have suppressed. But then uh, Data goes up there and plays new slang on his violin. And suddenly he can feel everything. <laughs> and it cuts to outside of 10 forward. And Worf and uh, uh, Picard are walking in. And uh, Worf is like, oh, you know, that guy that I reprimanded, he was just really getting on my nerves, Captain. Uh, and he Picard is not is like, Carl yes, Sagan, seems to Frank. Be <laughs> that was more Ray Romano, yes, Carl Sagan than it was uh, Michael Dorn. <laughs> Deborah, and my Klingon honor. Ma. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and they walk, they walk into 10 forward, and it's like the fucking Dudley boys showed up. <laughs> they're like, dro they're leg dropping each other through tables. People are hitting it's, each other with chairs. It's legitimately brutal. Um, the, like the sound effects are. Multiple people died in there. People are beating <laughs> the shit out of each other. This scene is and definitely worth a rewatch or two because it's got some of the best extra performances. <laughs> uh, the Anti Defamation League yep. actually had to sue them because they originally had uh, they originally had uh, Should I Fall from the Grace of God playing by the Pogues, uh, but uh, <laughs> they got clapped with a suit. So. Now, 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 obviously. Um, uh, Miles O'Brien is not affected by the Klingon emotion thing, right? That's just his regular famous Irish temper. <laughs> no, he's a nice guy. Also, it's Vulcan. Whatever. What did I say? You said Klingon. Yeah, well, the, all the Jedis are in there. <laughs> the Time Lords. Um, it, This scene is great because it, for early TNG, it is the rare goofy scene that is goofy on purpose. So right. you li you literally have like um in the background uh Worf holding two guys <laughs> by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> yes. You have Jordy getting into an actual fight and punching people. Yes. 
And then afterwards, speaking of walls being too bright, um, during the aftermath, the house lights are on in 10 forward. <laughs> and it's yes. very weird. It's a little too bright in there. Um, but yeah, Picard is like, what the fuck is happening to my ship? Everyone's freaking out. <laughs> I went into a little bit of Leonard Nimoy there. Sorry. I was thinking more Vincent Everyone's Price. Everyone's freaking but, uh, out, Captain. Um, and so he consults with Troy, and Troy says, you know, well, uh, I've been feeling all this crazy emotion all over the ship. That's weird. Uh, and uh, Dr. Crusher says, well, it could be this fucking Bendai syndrome. Which is basically when a Vulcan gets really, really old, they lose the ability to control their emotions. It's kind of, it's like an allegory for dementia. It's what happened to Professor X in Logan. It's exactly what happened to Professor X in Logan, actually. Um, <laughs> and so he goes to Sarek's handlers, and the one fat guy is like, Bendai Syndrome? Pfft, that shit's fake. Nobody's even heard of it. Not real. Uh, and Picard is like, are you sure, motherfucker? Because I saw him crying at the Mozart. Uh, he's like, yeah, what the fuck ever. Uh, and he talks to Kumail Nanjani guy. And Kumail Nanjani guy says, yeah, so the thing is, I've been using my Vulcan telepathic abilities to control his emotions as much as possible. And it's no longer working because he actually does have Bendai syndrome. Uh, and he's like, thank you for telling me. I guess I have to bring this information to Sarek. And that and is exactly I, what I happened. Think, I, I think the Kumail Nanjiani uh, uh, Spock man uh, is, Spock giving man. A, a really, is giving a really great performance. Uh, and I think it's really effective Like throughout the episode. It's like kind of the basic setup of um, we don't know if... Uh, that human guy and Kumail Nanjiani are um, acting with the uh, full concern for Sarek or if they're like um, taking advantage of him. Um, and it's like slowly revealed throughout the episode that like, no, 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 no. Like this is a, a, a real concern uh, for everybody involved. And it's, it's, a, I think a great reveal when when the Kumail Nanjiani guy um, finally is like giving in. You yeah. Know? Yeah. As opposed uh, to just uh, protecting his superior. He's like, no, this is, this is what needs to be done for the greater good. Really important to that. Yeah, exactly. Really important to that development uh, was uh, some of the most fascinating scenes in this episode for me, which were the conversations mm -hmm. between uh, uh, Lewis Spockman and data uh because Lewis mm -hmm. Spockman uh here's a here's a guy who suppresses his emotions and here's a mechanical man who doesn't have emotions and they talk and it's like it's like jazz you know they're like riffing off each other um and it's actually data who ultimately uh cracks uh Spockman uh I I think it's he's the one who goes well would it not be logical to uh have the best interest of the whatever at heart. And that's when he, you know, cracks like an eggshell, his little baby 50 year old Spock mind. So it's, it's determined that the only way to help 
Sarek uh, do the diplomatic mission is if he mind melds with Captain Picard and allows. Well, bef- bef- before that, we we have I think one of the. There are so many best scenes in this episode. Oh yeah, but the the confrontation between Sarek and Picard. Yes, where where Picard, you know, is is kind of like. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gently bringing up the concept of, hey, man, I, I think you, I think maybe you shouldn't drive. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Sarek's like, what, what, what are you fucking talking about? You know? And then uh, Picard says, like, I saw you fucking cry. I saw you cry, man. Pussy. You had tears. Yo. And he's like, it was a single tear. <laughs> yes. And then he has, he has a, a, a freak out. When um uh, uh Picard pulls a, a Jedi mind trick uh um uh robot freaking out where like isn't it, it illogical if this and that and then that and that <laughs> and really then good. Sarek is like that would be illogical 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 yeah he starts screaming illogical it's amazing <laughs> unbelievable um and then he's like. Got you, motherfucker. You were showing emotion. <laughs> it's that scene is so frustrating to me because I've been Sarek in that argument a lot of times <laughs> where the other person is saying, like, hey man, you're the one getting emotional. I'm cool as a cucumber. Why are you getting emotional? You're the one who's angry. I'm not angry. I'm cool. <laughs> yep. Illogical. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. Uh, but yeah, so it is determined that uh, the only way to allow Sarek to be able to um, get through the negotiation process is if he performs a mind meld with uh, Picard and they transfer their thoughts to each other. And who doggy does that happen? Mm-hmm. They do the we- they do the mind meld, so it doesn't cut to it right away. They do the mind meld, and we see Sarek be himself again, very composed, very intelligent, suppressing his emotion. But he also has a little, if, I, if I'm if i rating it correctly, he also has a little bit of Picard in him, because yes. he's calling Riker number one. He calls him number one. Yes, instead of Lieutenant Riker. <clears throat> and, and he also starts talking like this. He starts <laughs> talking like our beloved Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> Uh, and then there's a little bit of pitter-patter where they're like, yeah, well, what happens on the other end of a mind-meld, man? And we cut to Picard and this scene. Ooh. Oh, what Mm -hmm. a scene. Uh, I'm not even going to do the impression for it because his acting is too good. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about, basically, come on, you can do it. Why stop now? You're so good. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Spark. Amanda, I do love you. I think that's all three of us have tried that line now. <laughs> Just to make, a, make an IG post about it. it. If if I may describe the acting oh. in this, it is um the emotion is a turd. And Jean-Luc Picard is a butthole. <laughs> yeah. and, and the turd is like a huge turd. Yeah, it's so, a big one. So he, 
He's struggling. He's yeah. struggling to yeah, get yeah. Can out. Just Starfleet. Yes, everyone. Uh, Patrick Stewart is a butthole who shits out turds. <laughs> That's how he acts. He shits out um, turds of emotion. He shits out turds. <laughs> yeah, and like. Can we talk about how Sarek chose the most emotionally effusive person on the ship to meld with to get through the day? I mean, it's fucking Jean-Luc Picard. He's like the most, he's, he's like an honorary Vulcan. He's emotionally constipated. Shut up, Wesley. That was horrendous, Frank. I'm sorry. No, shut up. I, I um, <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, Mark Leonard, uh, Sarek is, uh, a-okay for a little while longer, but we have this coda where they're like, there's basically no cure for Bendai syndrome, another thing they connected to, like, Alzheimer's, and, uh, he's just kind of kind of live out the rest of his days in comfort. We actually do come back to Sarek later in the Leonard Nimoy episode, in the, the first part of it, and he is, like, about to die <clears throat> when we see him there. Um, but yeah, this, uh, uh, the episode closes with, uh, 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 Picard and Riker on the bridge and, uh, Picard says to Sarek, uh, you know, uh, I, I've retained the best of you. And Sarek says, I believe we have retained the best of each other. No, 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 none of that is right. And that happened in the transporter room. Sarek <laughs> says, we will retain yes. part of the other. And Picard says, I believe I have won the better parts of that bargain. I believe I have won the better part of that bargain. <laughs> I believe I have won the better part of that bargain! <laughs> um, we also have the beautiful moment where this, this uh, is where I cried too because the relationship between Sarek and his wife um, is, is such a strong beautiful relationship that um, Picard tells her like, you know, Sarek really loves you. And she fucking Han Solo's him and says, I know. And it's, it's beautiful because like, yeah, she doesn't, though it also does like kind of, um, uh, get, get emotionally shut off man off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to tell you I, I love you, you know. Um, but I, 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 I cried at that as well. What do we think about um, Dr. Crusher? Uh, I, I know she's the medical doctor or whatever, but like, what do we think of her defaulting to uh, Picard's emotional caretaker uh, during his uh, Atlas Shrugged moment with the emotions? I, always, I figured it... I always thought it was weird, because, yeah, shouldn't it be Troy? Hmm... Well, it just what do you think about like what it says? Because uh, I I do think this episode does kind of uh, uh, at least attempt to it. It says we it says we're fucking well, we're yeah. intimate partners. Well, well, how about even that, Wesley? Like, what, the role of Wesley, come in here, Wesley, come look at this. I want you to see this. <laughs> this is what adults do, Wesley. <laughs> watch it. I'm going to make you watch it. I'd leave with a traveler as well, if that were the case. Uh, 
<laughs> but yes, I, I think it does say something about the nature of their relationship. And also the nature of what doctors do in this world, in this version of the future. They're not, they're all encompassing doctors. Well, also, you know, in a way, also the role of women, especially in uh, intimate relationships in mm-hmm. terms of being True. The, the man's emotional caretaker. Uh, I mean, she was... Uh, not that she needed like a long soliloquy, but she was a bit flat in this episode, and she was just like solely there to for him to sob into her uh, her turquoise uh, shirt. Um, for an episode that does it's what I, either uh, implicitly or explicitly deal with uh, masculinity and um, displays of emotion, uh, it's not insignificant the way you portray. Uh, a partner, a female partner, in, in in relation to that. Anyway, just a thought. Yeah, I I think this is a, a really interesting episode that, much like the um, uh, the later episode that kind of deals with um, kind of for the time, uh. Uh, same-sex relationships slash uh, trans, uh, you know that episode? Which one? The one where, uh, the like, kind of like trans issues slash same-sex issues later on with Riker. Anyway, that's that's definitely an episode. That one. <laughs> I, I think I think that episode and this episode, there are some episodes that of TNG that are like <clears throat> political or social that do not hold up. Yeah. There are some that hold up perfectly well. And there are some like this and that one, which hold up because they were handled delicately, but th- you they are from a different time. So we can interact with this episode um today and and it has something to say even though we are we've we've moved on past a lot of these questions the episode is so great and well handled within the world of star trek that i think it still has value you know what i mean yes i totally agree there's i mean there are flaws here there's flaws to any television from 30 years ago <clears throat> But this is probably a more interesting way of dealing with these issues than a lot of TV shows today would. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's also um, a it is a pure sci-fi episode because it is about the Spock men and how the Spock, Spock men work. Men, Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> but it but it can like great sci-fi say something about the world. I don't know. Do we want to give our final thoughts and ratings? Um, I basically just gave my final thoughts. Um, I give this a solid um, A plus. <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> I give it a um a, a straight A. It's 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 one of the the best episodes. Um, but it's also kind of a. Uh, uh, kind of a collection of scenes, a collection of great scenes. Yeah. 
but it's it's it is a little odd because the episode is about Sarek, but it's uh, yeah, uh, fuck it, a plus. <laughs> it uh, so I have very similar thoughts to Justin. I think it's a great episode. It's a great episode for um, Picard because it allows him to connect with an mm-hmm. old, a character from the old show, and they have this moment where. Um, where uh, Patrick Stewart gets to show off why he's a better actor than this silly space show deserves in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, uh, by by using his ability to monologue these deep, like really deeply held feelings from a character who is trained to suppress them. Uh, and it's a beautiful moment for the Sarah character because we get feelings from the Sarah character that you would never have expressed before. And it's a beautiful moment for the for Picard's character because Picard gets to show that he has developed this very intimate connection with with Derek. And though it's not brought up uh, as much as like his uh, continued connection with the Borg, yeah, this is something that is um, his mind meld with Sarek is brought up later on in the um, the Leonard Nimoy episode, yeah. And thus is implied that this is something, this is another one of those uh, uh, more weight on his back that he continues to carry throughout his whole life. He's had this experience with Sarek that that does not go away. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of his experience with the Borg being brought up later, it reminded me uh, what he should have said to Sarek was, you know, if you live another, like, 20, 30 years, uh, they'll solve this Bendai syndrome by just putting you in a robot. I've got that lined <laughs> up for me, man, and my space Alzheimer's. They're just gonna put me in a robot. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Uh, but no, I give it an A+. Great episode. One of my favorites. Tom? Tommy boy? Fat guy in a little coat. Uh, uh yeah, uh, it was uh it was good. It's a good one. Uh I I love the it's got some hilarious scenes. I love the the barroom brawl, the ballroom blitz. Uh I I love some of the the angry acting. Uh, uh even Riker and Picard getting testy with one another. That was pretty solid. Uh uh it was very enjoyable and we got some powerhouse uh, performances. Uh, I just, my only problem with it is that there's, if you really scrutinize the script, there's a few continuity errors that are, you know, they just make it a little illogical, illogical. That was bad. (laughs) Uh, so I'm going to give it a, uh, F. (laughs) Yeah. Great episode. What are we doing next week, fellas? F for fun. I don't know. Do you have it in a document? I think we may have uh, reached the end of this run. Oh, was it only? Did we uh, only do three episodes? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. So, I mean, stay tuned. Um, we might be, we might be changing a little bit of direction. Um, in the in the coming weeks. Uh. Exploring some other aspects of the Star Trek 
the next generation universe. Uh, that yeah, aspect man. being probably a uh, perverted uh, uh, <laughs> engineer. You guys just want to rewatch Spaceballs once a week, every week for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, follow us on all the social medias. Ha ha. Engage- is it ha ha? No, it's Plant Lads. No, it's Plant Lads <laughs> Pod, Gmail, email, Instagram, Twitter. Um, rate and review us five stars. Uh, um, uh, P.O. Box. Uh, P.O. Box. And if you don't, it would be illogical. <laughs> Stop recording.